You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Ever since we started this, no, no TV, no social media, I was like, man, I, I, I go a thousand different directions, and, and then whenever it's done, I mean, it's like dusty, it's all stopped. I mean, it's a, it's a hard crash usually. And, you know, at the end of the night, I'll watch YouTube, and I'll figure out how to fix my truck that's not broke, or, you know, how to rewire a house that doesn't need to be rewired, or, you know, it's something, you know, useful like that. But I was like, okay, you know what? I know it's useful. And Miss Angela and I have talked about it so many times, like, okay, you know what? We're doing it. The kids reacted relatively well. Um, I mean, most of the time now, they don't even miss it. It's been, what, a week, week and a half, two weeks, forever. (laughs) Whenever I'm trying to get work done, it's like forever, because I use it as a babysitter. Anyway, so instead of mindless scrolling through YouTube to figure out stuff that I never needed to know, or at least I don't need to know right now. I mean, I'm sure I'll need to know one day. I put it down, and I realized that I've got a lot of work to do. So I read more. I read more Bible. Amen, brother. I listen to preaching. I listen to my wife preach at me. Monday, Monday I had to go to Houston, and I hop in, and so the government issued me a car, it's a Hyundai Elantra, it's really, really spacious on the inside, not much to look at on the outside, it's actually named Ellen, this is Ellen 2.0, Ellen 1.0 was, she was not a looker, she was rough, anyway, so I listened to Bible. You know what? I we are one month in, and I've covered about twenty-five percent of the Bible so far. As I listen, as I read, as I study. Oh, it is a wealth. Yes, sir. I just finished up, you know, Ezra, Nehemiah. Can't, I hadn't got to Job yet. I, mean, I don't want to feel bad about myself. <laughs> I started reading. About, we, always, we, we always reference the men of old, the, the missionaries that did great things for God. So I poured through a number of them over the last three or four days. And it got me. God did amazing, just tremendous stuff. We can't even imagine. And it got me. I was like, oh, my word. And it took me back to a conversation. I had had to apologize to our pastor tonight. Because he shared, he said something the other day, and he didn't didn't mean, I don't think he meant anything of it, really. But he's looking at the building, and Miss Angela and I noticed too. It's like that looks a little bit small, and it's like, but with the understanding that once I put the walls up, you know, it's all of a sudden it's a huge space. I understand it, but he mentioned he's like, no, it's too small. I say he's crazy. 
I mean, that's a lot of concrete out there. So, <laughs> I said, how foolish of me. So I moved my family here two years ago from Virginia. I left a church that was probably the most soul-winning church I've ever been a part of. They taught my kids. They taught me. They taught my wife. Everybody, if you were able to talk, you were winning somebody to Christ. Just phenomenal. And I was like, I'll never find it in a church like that again. I haven't found that church again. I found something different. But I found a church that's moving. The burden on my heart was to find a church that wasn't dead. I didn't want to flicker. I didn't want, like, downhill. No, I didn't even want to level. I needed to be fed. My family needed to be fed. They needed to grow. I have three kids that I'm responsible for. I understand that there's certain things that I can't give them. I'm not the man of God. I am for our house, but there's certain things that a man of God is going to give my kids that I can't. And if I put them in a lukewarm church, stagnant, dying church, well, you can pretty well guess what my kid, what's going to happen to my kids. We found this church. And I said, you know what? Oh, look, it's a youth pastor up there preaching. I, was, I wasn't wrong. I was just about a year late. <laughs> I've only served with guys that were my senior by a few years or maybe a bunch of years. We listened to him preach. I was like, well, okay. Listen to the music. They went soul winning. It's a fairly small, right? they should got some seats to fill because at the time there was a lot of vacancies in the seats. And then all of a sudden the people started showing up. I was like, okay, this is where we're going to plant our flag. He said, welcome home. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll be here until the Coast Guard gets a hold of us again. <laughs> okay. So I submitted to him. I said, you know what? You're going to be the man of God that I am under. I'm looking to you to stay the course, not straight doctrinally, you know, musically, standards. There's a lot of pressure in that. More so than if you're not a pastor, you don't understand it. Because week after week, he stands up here. And he's, he's a man given to like passions, right? He has the same, the same thing inside of us that we do, that we want people to like us. Well, most of us. <laughs> and yet he's still got a responsibility to do what's right, even if it's unpopular. So Monday, as I started this, three-week adventure to Houston. I wrote a Sunday school lesson. But my kids aren't in here. They're pretty sure I don't cry. So, brother, it got me. I'm sitting in my hotel room, and I'm reading this, and I'm like, God, this could be us. And if you're in my Sunday school class, you're going to get it. You're not in my Sunday school class, so I'm sorry. I'm not going to spoil it. We are talking about spiritual gifts. But we reference these guys of old. And as I listened to their stories and listened to their testimonies about how they yielded to God, about how they said, you know what? God, I am trusting you for everything. Every penny, every, you know, what do you call it? Like, you know, every, thinking about uh, George Mueller. 
every sheet, every handkerchief, every piece of anything that comes in for his orphanages, right? He's writing down, what a blessing from God, what a blessing from God. I was like, you know what? When's the last time I even looked at God like that? When's the last time I was like, you know, oh, dear God, you know what? Okay, all right, fairness. In 2020, we were doing that with toilet paper. Never thought you'd pray to God for toilet paper. <laughs> Travel to the Middle East, then you're really proud of, to have toilet paper. Whatever, that's, an, that's for another time. <laughs> Basic needs. And we don't. We get so used to that paycheck coming in. We get so used to the money, we're comfortable with the money. And I, so as I'm listening to this, I'm like, how small is my, vi my vision? How weak am I? And he got me. I wasn't yielded. And then I basically scoffed at the, you know, God's man for this place that has a vision bigger than I can even picture. And here I am. I'm questioning it. I'm like, too big. He'll see. You wait. What am I doing? So I did. Over the last three days, like, God, you know what? You're in control. You got this. Turn with me. Mark, no, Romans. Let's go to Romans first. Romans chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 10. All right. For in that he died, verse 10, for in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, and he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey, eh, obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as an instruments of unrighteousness, but unto sin. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I need you tonight. God, you've laid this on my heart, and God, I shared it with Pastor, and now here I am. God, I didn't have time to prepare a message, God. All I have is what you've given me and what's on my heart right now, and I pray that you'd help me to relay that in a manner that they would speak to these folks here. God, specifically the men that are sitting here. There's something special about it, Something special about being here in this church. God, we all know it. We all say it. We talk about it to our friends and to our family and to each other. But God, sometimes we don't act like it. God, I pray tonight that you just use me. Use me as an instrument of righteousness. God, help me to yield my members, yield my tongue to you. So that God, these, these fine folk that are sitting here can see, see what you've given me, God. And I pray that you work on them. God, that you would that you'd crucify their heart and soften it, God, to the point where, God, they can be used of you. Like in the times of old, like the times when we read, God, that they would be able to be used in a mighty way that, that people will look at. It's like it's crazy. It'll never happen. God, and then they give you all the glory because it's not of them and it's all of you. God, I ask this in your name. Amen. I had to realize I wasn't yielded. Okay, I have what I want to do. You know, I've been, I've been given junior church. I've been given a job. I, Cal Allen Group. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. 
How much time do I spend in prayer for that? Do I really go out believing as I knock on the doors that there's going to be somebody there that's lost? Yes, I believe there's somebody there that's lost. Do I, do I beg God to give me one, just one that'll accept Christ? Not like I should. Where, is that? Where am I? Okay, you say, you know what? The Cal Island group is going to stay just like this. If it was up to me, the Cal Island group will stay just like it is. Status quo is never going to grow. How foolish of me. I have all power in heaven and in earth that I can ask, and I flippantly do it. Oh, dear God, please give us. God's got to be like, you've got to be kidding me. This is, this, is what I, this is what pastor put in charge. I want to do a good job. I want to be used of him. But then I approach it like that. My junior church class, I prepare, I pray like I should. Ooh. Do I want it to grow? I shared in Sunday school class last Sunday. I want it to grow. I want there to be 60 kids. And that can be a handful. I want 60 kids in there. That's crazy talk. Yes, it is. And then I read about George Mueller. George Mueller was called to China, if I remember correctly. He called to be a missionary. He was all set to go. Then a war or something happened, and he couldn't go. And he started noticing, it's like, whoa, I'm in a mission field right here. And he goes, there's orphans. And it weighed on his heart, so he started an orphanage for 40 girls. By the end of it, he had over 2,000 kids in his orphanage at one time. And that man, I think the part that impressed me the, the most was whenever I was reading about him, how money would come in for a building and they would need food. They'd need money for food. He wouldn't take the money that come in from the building to buy food for these kids. He said, nope, God's going to meet it. And the part that, I think the part that got me the most is whenever he went to the head of that table and he prayed. He prayed, not expecting, knowing that God would show up. We say we expect it. Do we even expect it? I mean, really, if you think about everything that you do from your family, your Bible study, raising your kids, going to work, coming here to church. When you come here to church, how are you coming? Are you yielding Holy Ghost? You know, whatever you want me to do, I, I am in. I have prayed for the pastor. I've prayed for the music ministry. I've prayed for my Sunday school teacher. I've prayed for visitors. Are you to show up here to fill up you? Because I'm not going to lie, there, there's been a number of times I just kind of show up here without spending the time I have. Not yield. God can't use that. I'm not yielded. And it got me. Pastor can't use that. Pastor has an amazing vision. I don't know what it is. It's not for me to know. It's not for me to question. I'm not in charge around here. Whenever I showed up and I joined this church, I said, he's the guy I'm following as he is following Christ. And until, until it gets to the point where he's not following Christ, we're here. He's my leadership. So I'm going to question what his vision is? Foolishness. And it got me. 
Have I been the reason Heritage Baptist Church has not moved further than what it is? It's because I've been the foolish one that has lived just in my, in my mind and within my little sphere of comfort, which, let's be honest, that's what it is. This, is. this is the area I'm most comfortable in. I am comfortable with 45 kids in junior church going nuts, leaving some biohazard. Sorry about that, Pastor. I really am sorry. But you live in this world, and I'm used to the, 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 the young ladies and the young men that come help me in junior church, and my wife, who is a phenomenal help me that helps me deal with all of this, it keeps me in line. I'm comfortable. That is my comfort zone. She's comfortable in the nursery. I'm comfortable ushering, security, easy day, sound system. Sure, I forget to turn the TVs off sometimes, whatever. I really don't care. So, but this is, this is my little comfort zone right here. I'm not going to grow any bigger. That's a pretty tight circle. Pastor needs the junior church and the bus routes to grow. And it's not in my circle. Yep, it's not going to fit. Doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Foolishness. Men. I've come to the realization a long time ago, but it hit me again this week, that you know what? My wife's going to follow. If I'm leading the way I'm supposed to be leading, my wife will follow. And my kids, with enough encouragement, will follow also. Or they know where the woodshed is. Wow. No pressure to me. So men, are you yielded? Do you yield your members to righteousness? Are you so closed-minded that all you can see is right here? And you're comfortable. You're comfortable sitting in your normal spots, listening to the same music, or uh, driving to church the exact same way. We drive into the parking lot. We're used to parking a few here, parking a bunch in the grass, and we say amen when somebody new shows up. We're comfortable with it. That's what we like. That's what we know. Foolishness. Are you yielded? Do you, I mean, do you want, you know what? This is crazy. I can't see it. It's called faith. Mm-hmm. Got one more passage. Really? Mm. Mm. Let's go to Mark chapter 9. Because I can't see all of this. I love to help people. Oh my goodness, I love to help people. But you know what? I don't always know what's wrong. I don't always know what to say. And some people, honestly, some people don't want help. I, and I fully understand that. Miss Angela and I have dealt with it. People don't always want help. Okay. Let's start in 9, uh, nine in uh, verse 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and he gnashes with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. He answereth him and saith, O faithless generation. He's talking about the 12 that he handpicked to be his help, to be his encouragement, to be his right hand men, to be the next generation. O faithless generation. Is that you? 
Because it was me. Oh, faith. You're just like, are you doing this by faith or by sight? Anybody can do it by sight. The world does it by sight. We're to be different. We're to be a peculiar people. Well, well, my, my uh, mom says she doesn't understand. I don't understand it either. If I could understand it, then I'd be God, and that's never going to happen. Right. Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Oh, oh, oh. bring him here. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he answered his father, How long is, how long is it ago since he came unto him? And he, and he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. What if Jesus wouldn't have been there? Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Straightway the father of the child cried, said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. I don't always see it. And my ADD, it has trouble with stuff that is not concrete that I can't see. I cannot see pastor's vision, but I know I will never see it. If I don't yield myself to God and say, whatever, okay, you know what? He wants to build 12 buildings out here. I don't understand how it's going to happen, but that's not my problem. I'm going to put my time in. I'm going to be yielded. If pastor needs me to do something, okay. Well, I don't want to. Oh, oh, let me see where that's a requirement. Talking about, nope. But we get so stuck on us that we don't want to. We're not comfortable. That's not my job. I think I might even mention this, but this in, in uh, Sunday school, but I'm going to do it again anyway. The prayer meeting. You know, it's 7.30 right here Sunday morning, but I have to get out of bed. Okay, you, you know, I, I, look, up here would be fantastic. Miss Angela would not be too happy if I drug her out of bed at 6 o'clock to bring her up here, sit in the car while I was at prayer meeting. I am up well ahead of time on my knees with the men that are in this church. Because here's the thing. If something amazing happens and you didn't spend time in prayer, you have no claim to it. I was a part of... I wasn't. In fact, I'm just filling a chair. You want that to be you? Men, do you want your family to stay where they're at right now? You're not perfect. Well, welcome to the club. None of us are perfect. Forward for the gospel. Lift up the cross. Pick any of the banners that used to hang. We're missing something. Okay, never mind. Men. If we're running our mouths, and if we're running our mouths against each other, pastor, I'm just talking to the men, ladies, y'all can just Shout amen because it applies to you too. If we're not lifting up God, supporting the pastor, supporting the work here, and I mean supporting the work here, not like 
Not like, you know, you, you're telling your kids, yeah, 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 enjoy. Oh, that's a, fan, look, that's a fantastic whatever you built. You know, and no one is like, it's terrible. That's going to fall apart. You're just like, mm-hmm, it's going. If you're treating it like that, shame on you. If you're not going to put in the time, why bother? Why half-hearted? What if that man staring at his kid has been thrown in the fire, so he tried to burn him and tried to drown this boy? What if Jesus hadn't showed up? I want Jesus to show up. Well, you remember revival last year, Brother Dust? No, I was not here. I was in the Middle East at the time. I don't have any idea what last year was. And quite frankly, I don't care. Last year is the past. You have another revival meeting. We got a prayer sheet. If that's the only time you pray, shame on you whole reason for getting rid of TV and social media was so that you can get it right, so that you can get your heart prepared for what's coming. And if you're not, why are you even going to show up? Don't take off on Tuesday. You don't want to be changed anyway. You just want to live in your own little sphere of influence, your, your little comfort zone. Men, are you content where your family's at? Are you content where your walk with Christ is? Or do you want to see something amazing? I'm a numbers guy. I want to see this place filled. I want the parking lot to be overflowing. I want to take up Yorktown Baptist's parking lot. That's going to happen. The way I was treating it wasn't going to happen. How are you treating it? This is what I'll leave you with. I had to apologize to the pastor because my faith was weak. I didn't see his vision because I couldn't see it the way he did. It was crazy. Hmm. Some of those old preachers in the past were crazy. At least that's what everybody called them. They seemed to do okay crazy. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.